The following is another sports presentation of Platte River Radio. PlatteRiverPreps.com presents high school basketball. Dribbles all the way down to the baseline, and the bounce pass is going to be intercepted. Amherst forces yet another turnover, and on the run here is going to be Adelung. Adelung runs, floats, and scores. And the rebound brought down by St. Cecilia. Into the front court with it. Farmer finds Seeley. Back door wide open. Easy bucket. Nice pass by Grant Farmer. Today, it's live coverage of the ninth annual Heartland Hoops Classic from Grand Island. Roweter goes back. Atomic's knocked away. Cleveland makes the steal. First turnover of the game. Cleveland all the way to the other end. Throws it off the glass and got whacked on the arm. A chance at a three-point play. Some of the state's best high school basketball teams are paired against each other in today's ninth annual Heartland Hoops Classic. The action culminates in Nebraska's top team, Omaha South, battling Overland, a top team in Colorado. All the excitement is coming up next, but first the New Tech Seed pregame show. We'll take you live to the Heartland Event Center in Green Island right after this word from New Tech Seed. New Tech is known as the undisputed yield leader as a result of their excellent performance in university and first trials and in your fields. While winning isn't everything at the high school level, it sure makes things a lot more interesting. To put New Tech's winning genetics to work for you, contact Terry or Jason Stark of Cutting Edge Seed and Chemicals at 750-6060. That's 750-6060. Or visit newtech at yieldleader.com. The undisputed Midwest yield leader. Chuck Friesick along with Randy Bushcutter. We're here at the Heartland Hoops Classic number nine. Welcome to the Nebraska Land National Bank broadcast booth. Local people, local decisions, local ownership. Nebraska Land National Bank member FDIC. And Randy, a good one to start it off this morning for Amherst. It really was. Amherst looked very good. A little sluggish to start with. I think getting used to the big open spaces in terms of getting those outside jumpers going. But once they started putting on that defensive pressure, got some layups, their offense got in rhythm about midway through, didn't look back and hold on for a 30-point win against a pretty good basketball team in BDS. All right, the uh, the New Tech pregame show is proudly brought to you by Terry and Jason Stark of New Tech Seed. New Tech is your yield leaders. Contact New Tech Seed dealer near you for all your seed needs. Proud to support our area athletes, coaches, and teams in and out of the game. Terry and Jason Stark of Cutting Edge Seed and Chemical. We game number two goes to Riverside and Clearwater Orchard. Riverside out of class D2, 17 and 2 on the season. Clearwater Orchard is a class C2 team. They are 14 and 7 on the season. Three common opponents for these teams. They have played Chambers, Wheeler Central, and Elgin Public Pope John wins for both of these squads in those games. They have both met against the undefeated Humphrey St. Francis team, and Humphrey St. Francis owns win over both of these squads. Randy, looking out on the floor, we do have some size here for some smaller schools. Well, no doubt about it. 6'5", Tanner Hudson at Riverside. He averages about 20 a game. And Andy Kirkman of Clearwater Orchard is 6'8". We'll be playing basketball at Augustana. He's averaging 21 points and 15 rebounds a game. Really, whoever's big man has the better game may very well come up with a, a hotly contested win here. All right, the Five Points Bank starting lineup. This starting lineup is brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank. In Carney, let's go then with the starters for Riverside. They'll be in their blue uniforms, gold trim. Number three will be Jake Kennedy. Kennedy, a 5'11 senior. Number 22 will be Ryan Langan, a junior, 6'1. Riley Swerzyk will wear number 23. He's a 5'10 sophomore. Number 30 will be Noah Velasik, a 5'11 junior. And the final starter will be the man in the middle who leads the scoring for the Chargers, 6'5 senior. Tanner Hudson, Tanner averaging 20.2 points per ball game. 
for Clearwater Orchard. The Cyclones will go with Zach Martin, number three. Martin, a 5'10 senior. Andy Kirkman is the leading scorer. He's a 6'8 senior. You've heard about him, a 21-point average for Kirkman. Blake Kester is a senior, stands six foot tall. He'll wear number 14. Number 24 will be Jagger Smith, a senior 5'10. And the final starter for Shelly Menarek will be Travis Kirkman. He's number 42, a junior, 6'2", and a junior. Joe Imus is the head man for the Chargers. And this should be a, a lot of fun. Both teams like to kind of play the same style. You'll get it to the big man, hit a few shots to the outside, but the, it all starts by working the ball inside. Even that outside shooting is kind of predicated on kicking the ball to the inside and then getting something done, getting it out uh, on the perimeter as well. So, again, it's going to be a great matchup of a couple of really good post players. So the Chargers warming up on the near side and on the far end orchard in their white uniforms with green trim. We're looking forward to a pretty good one. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll be uh, just about ready for the tip here between the uh, Chargers as they are to in battle uh, with uh, the good folks from the Clearwater Orchard. Yeah, I drew a blank there, the Cyclones. <laughs> I, I couldn't come up with Iowa State in my head. If I had been able to do that, I had the San Diego. I couldn't come up with Iowa State. So the Chargers and the Cyclones, this will be a pretty good one. We'll take a break. We'll be back with the, uh, the tip here between Riverside and Clearwater Orchard after this. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back in the game of life. With two locations in Kearney, the Ortho Clinic at the Kearney Clinic and the Rehab Clinic at the ENT Building. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation, a very proud supporter of the area athletes in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravenna, and Wood River, Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center. On our last episode of As the Wheel Turns, Carl was ending a long-term relationship. Carl, I've seen how you look at other vehicles. You just don't look as good as you used to. That's because you haven't taken me to the Dent Popper. A new spray-on bed liner or bed cover will get people to stare at me. A custom fit floor mats from WeatherTech will make me feel pretty on the inside. Avoid the drama with a trip to the Dent Popper. North of the Railroad, 1st Avenue, on the Bricks, downtown Connie. Chuck Friesig back here at the Heartland Hoops Classic. We're in game number two, and if you're in the Grand Island area, don't be afraid to stop down. A lot of more basketball action to come your way. And, Randy, this next one coming up could be some points put on the board. Well, yeah, certainly Gothenburg-Winnebago at uh, 1230, and that game will be on our sister station on ESPN 1460 and 1550. Uh, Gothenburg played very well last year, obviously losing Borchardt to uh, the Huskers as he's uh, uh, walked on there, but... Winnebago still has Wingate, and uh, boy, what an outstanding athlete he's going to be and may very well be a Husker. I know Nebraska would love to get him in red over the next couple of years. He's 6'5 and jumps like a deer, and, and they share the ball very, very well. Winnebago will be a lot of fun to watch, but it's not going to be an easy, they're not going to be a give me game here. Gothenburg can play some hoops. Yes, they can, and they pushed Ainsworth, I know, the other night, and Ainsworth, one of the top teams in C2 also, so they're Going to be some good basketball here today in the Grand Island Central Catholic and Seward, and that should be a pretty even matchup, I think, yeah, in yeah. Game 4. And, and down here for uh, GICC by their standards, right at the 500 mark there. And Seward comes in. Uh, they're, they're pretty solid. That should be a, a fun game, but probably the one game that doesn't feature a rated team here. Then we'll have SCOTUS and Adam Central 2 and 3 in Class C1. That'll be back on uh, uh, ESPN. And then St. Cecilia taking on Sydney, a great matchup between a C2 power and a Class B power. 
the thing for Sydney that strikes in my mind is they played out in the Panhandle yesterday. So they're going to be on. They got a long bus ride to get here to Grand Island, and whether or not they're going to have any bus fatigue might be a, a key element of that game. But Sydney did pick up win number 21, so they have to have a solid squad coming out of the Oh, West. they do, and clearly. And, again, you know, the size matters. In the Class B school, they got a lot more athletes to choose from at St. Cecilia. <laughs> size matters, but it means we mean something different. They are a big basketball team, a very strong team, and uh, they like the fact that they're going to be going up a couple of different classes and taking on one of the best teams at Class B because they want to get challenged heading into a state tournament because, Again, you got Amherst, you got St. Cecilia, you got Winnebago, the top three teams in Class C2. All of them, I think, can win C2, and uh, all of them are going to be showing off their talents here today. Then a 7:30 tip tonight, and we'll be right back on KKPR. Aurora out of Class B, 19 and one, against Bishop Newman, 18 and one, the number one team in Class C1. Yeah, and I should point out that the the St. Cecilia game will also be back here on Class Gets 98-9, and then we'll wrap things up with the top ranked team in Class A here in Nebraska, Omaha South, and the number two team from the great state of Colorado in Overland from Aurora, Colorado. And uh, regionally, you take a look at the rankings; they're both very, very close there. All right, Kennedy, Langen, Swerzyk, Velasik, and Hudson will go for Riverside. Martin, Kirkman, Kester, Smith, and Kirkman into the jump circle. It'll be 6-8 for the Cyclones in Andy Kirkman. 6-5, Tanner Hudson will go in. The ball controlled by the Cyclones. Cyclones will work it to the elbow. They'll go right away, right inside to Kirkman. Spins it up, puts it off glass, and in. Andy Kirkman, the 6'8 senior, opens the scoring here in game number two. Great ball movement to get a nice look on the baseline. Cyclones, man-to-man defense, ball on the outside, dribbled there by Noah Velasic. Velasic runs it right hand. They run the weave into the corner. Velasic, three-pointer from the corner, up and in. So the three-pointer by Noah Velasic makes it 3-2 in the early going. And now a little bit of full-court pressure picked up by the Cyclones. They'll work it down the right-hand side. Goes to Martin. Now a trap right near the ball line, and they're going to get it stolen away. Give the steal to Swerzyk. Swerzyk on the steal to the end of Velasic, up off glass. He'll be fouled at the 7-12 mark. We will not get a basket, but we will get free throws coming the way of junior Noah Velocic. And obviously after a made basket, a whole lot easier to put on that full-court press that Riverside likes to do. So their, their defense predicated by their offense, and then that really feeds itself. It'll be like a, a dog chasing his tail because if you get that, then you get the next bucket with a layup, and then you can put the pressure right back on. Velasic misses his first. Velasic, one of the top scorers for the Chargers coming into the ballgame. Junior averaging 15.5 points, 4.9 rebounds. The Redhead puts the second one up and in, and it's 4-2 to two in favor of the Chargers in the early going. Full-court pressure once again. Tanner Hudson right out at the front of it. 1-2-2 two, two, full-court press into front court. Come the Cyclones. Cyclones work it down the right-hand side. Now to the baseline and inside. Put it up and in again this time for the 6'8 senior, Andy Kirkman. And so, it, it isn't just size there. He had good feet there moving through the lane, getting the pass. Yep, Kirkman has some nice ability to jump. Three-pointer from Tanner Hudson on the other end is no good. And down with the rebound. Cyclones are going to go quickly to the other end. Fast break opportunity up off glass and in. Give the basket to Travis Kirkman. And he did, you, you find a little seam, and then you attack, and Clearwater Orchard got the ball down before the Chargers could really set up their defense. Chargers will bring it up. Looks like maybe they'll drop back into a 2-3 zone, more of a matchup down the right-hand side, trying to give it inside was Jake Kennedy. Kennedy's ball ends up in the hands of Hudson. Hudson goes stumbling to the floor, and now we're going to have a whistle-stop play at the 6-17 mark, and they're going to call the foul, and I believe they're going to go to Blake Kester. Yeah, I think they'll have to call it on Kester, yeah. 
So by the, by the time he ran into Kirkman, he was already falling down. So you wouldn't say Kirkman was in a bad position there. 6-4. Cyclones on top on the early going here on the 98.9 KKPR. Classic kicks out of Kearney inside. They work it to Jake Kennedy. Kennedy in there at about 5'11", standing next to Andy Kirkman, looks smaller than that. Hudson banks out to the corner, shoots the three-pointer from the right edge, and he puts the lead back on the side of Riverside by the score of 7-6. A 6'5 guy with that kind of range, that's just not fair. Ball bounced around, and now the pressure out near midcourt. Stolen away, Velasic has the second turnover and the second steal of the ball game for the Chargers. Velasic will keep it into top. On the right-hand side, Ty Martinson now into the lineup. The freshman, 5'10", where's number five? He'll go down to the right-hand side, replacing Ryan Langan. Long three-pointer on the way and in. They walked away from Vlasic, and Vlasic made him pay for it. So the basket's good, and the lead is 10-6, and it's been all from behind the arc so far for the Chargers of Riverside. Cyclones will set it up. Martin goes right-hand side to the elbow to Kester. Now they go back out on top to Travis Kirkman. He stands 6-2. They're going to look inside a lot for Andy Kirkman. Kirkman right now working the left-hand side. They'll go to, to Martin, back around the top of the horn, to the right-hand side, to the elbow, to Kester. Kester being picked up there by the defense of Noah Velasic. Velasic with a couple early steals. Now they go baseline. This is Travis Kirkman. His shot up will roll around and drop in. So the basket for Travis Kirkman. The Kirkmans have four apiece. And it's 10-8 in the early going in favor of the Riverside Chargers. Noah Velasic's going to take it all the way to the basket. Nice move by Velasic. Great court spacing there to create a seam for Velasic to come through. There was nobody wearing a blue jersey any, anywhere close to the paint there. Now again, the full court pressure broken by the Cyclones. They have three on two at the other end, and the ball will be knocked out of the hands of the Cyclones, but it's going to be a foul on Noah Velasic, the junior for the Chargers. And for the Chargers, that'll be foul number one on Velasic, also foul number one on the team in blue. For the drive there by Velasic, it's very key that you have a 6'5 player like, uh, like Hudson who likes to shoot the three-pointer because it really opens up some space there where he can penetrate. Jagger Smith will shoot the first free throws. We'll see our first substitution. This will be Blake Hoke coming into the ballgame for the Cyclones. He's a 5'8 freshman. Hoke into the ballgame. He'll replace Zach Martin. Back into the lineup for the Chargers, Ryan Langen. Shot up and good this time for Jagger Smith. We have 12-9 on the board. Riverside on top by three. Early going 4-17 to go here in quarter number one. Game number two at the Heartland Hoops Classic here at Ihusen Arena. On the right-hand side, they'll work it to Hudson. Velasic and Hudson will handle the ball a lot for Riverside. This is Velasic's three-pointer up and no good. Already five three-pointers attempted by Riverside. This time Hudson floats down through the lane, and that's that move that you said is kind of unfair for a small school kid to be 6'5". Yeah, and, and be able to move like that, it's very difficult to, uh, to, to come up there and have that kind of pressure. We have a timeout on the floor, so let's take a short timeout with 3.50 to go in quarter one. Riverside, 14, Clearwater Orchard, 9. 
Discover new opportunities at the University of Nebraska at Kearney. Opportunities that lead to new connections and new passions. At UNK, you won't just go to class. You won't just meet people. You won't just get involved. Here, there's so much more. You'll get an experience that will impact who you are and what you will become. Around here, people know your name. It's up to you what it will be. At the University of Nebraska at Kearney, we are difference makers. Find out how you can make a difference at unk.edu. Chuck Friesig back here at the Heartland Hoops Classic. Shelly Minaric gets a timeout, the first of the ball game. Cyclones will work it against three-quarter court pressure. At the front now running the pressure is Jake Kennedy. Cyclones will work it into front court. They'll try to get it inside to Kirkman. Kirkman's have each scored four. They have all eight of the nine. The other one goes to the free throw of Jagger Smith. Ball stolen away inside by Hudson. Three-quarter court pass. Is it going to end up in the hands of a Riverside Charger? No, it'll be knocked out. Good defensive effort getting back that time. Jagger Smith for the Cyclones. But again, they still get the reward a little bit because now they inbound it on the baseline, which is one of the easier ways to uh, scores on an inbounds play from the baseline. Noah Velasic from under their own basket will toss it out near the volleyball line to Tanner Hudson. Hudson will deliver left-hand side to the elbow. going to set it back up. Long three-pointer by Hudson. That would have been close to the NBA range. This one is going to fall short. That will make them three for six now from behind the arc, and the ball will go back to the Cyclones. Might be why you need to step a little bit closer to that three-point line. And coming into front court, Kirkman's going to take it all the way to the hoop. Nice move by the 6'8". Man, Andy Kirkman. He uh, dribbled like a man a lot a lot shorter. He handles the ball very, very well. 14 to 11, and now it looks like they're going to change up to a 1-2-2 press and, or defense here by the Cyclones. And on the top of that, Andy Kirkman. Hudson from the left baseline shoots up the three-pointer. No good. Down with three, Bowen for the Cyclones. Blake Kester. Kester to the other end. Kirkman lays it up. Won't go this time. And a rebound will come down to Noah Velasic. Velasic on the run. Three on two numbers for Riverside to Hudson. Hudson floats it in. They're going to, I believe, count the basket. And the foul will go on the Cyclones. Blake Kester. One of those block charge, and you can never tell, Randy, which way it's going to go. Well, one thing about Kester, I mean, he was, he, he moved just a little bit because he was already leaning back, starting to flop before he was even contacted. If he would have just let that play come to him naturally instead of trying to act it out a little bit, I don't think he'd been called for a foul. Might have even got the charge. Second one on Kester. Hudson cannot complete the old-fashioned three-pointer, and it'll be Riverside 16-11, to 3.05 to go, quarter one at the other end. Quickly the shot up by Travis Kirkman. No good. Hudson on the rebound, and the Cy- Cyclones are needing to get back. Riverside's rolling it down. Riley Swerzig from the right baseline. Another tray for Riverside. They put up eight here in the first quarter. 19-11, to 11, Riverside on top by eight into front court. Jagger Smith goes left-hand side now to Brendan Cleveland. Cleveland, a 6'3 senior, into the lineup for the Cyclones of Shelly Manerick. They go left side again to Cleveland. Cleveland back up on top to Travis Kirkman. They're going to work it into Andy Kirkman. That's where they need to go. Kirkman make a nice backdoor cut pass to Brendan Cleveland. Cleveland will be fouled going to the basket with 2.29 to go. And I believe it's going to earn a pair of free throws, and it will. We'll take a timeout. Chargers on top of the Cyclones, 19-11 in quarter number one. 
Young people are the future of agriculture. The Aurora Cooperative is helping to secure that future by offering scholarships to students enrolling in ag-related college majors for the 2016-2017 school year. Graduating seniors as well as current college students qualify. A total of 10 $500 scholarships and five $1,000 scholarships will be awarded. You can find more information and the application at auroracoop.com or inquire with your guidance counselor. Deadline for application is March 11th. The Aurora Cooperative, growing opportunities. All right, back here at the Heartland Hoops Classic. We're in game number two. Game number one went early to Amherst by the score of 70-40. to 40. They got on top 17-11 to 11 after the first quarter. Went on to win it easily by the score of 70-40. to 40. You touched on this earlier. I, th- I think Andy Kirkman needs to get more touches, especially on the inside here for Clearwater Orchard. He hasn't got the ball a lot on the inside. He's uh, got it a couple times on the outside and was able to drive. Yep. Brendan Cleveland at the free throw line. He makes it. It makes it 19-12. Kirkman gets it on the base. He's going to be tough to stop at 6'8". He's not only 6'8", he has good movement with 6'8". Right, right. He can can dribble it out if he's in trouble, too, just as easy as kicking it out. Points 12 and 13 go to Brendan Cleveland on the free throw line. Cyclones back within a half a dozen, 19-13. Riverside works it against the zone, back out on top. Ball's going to be tossed and stolen away. Give the steal to Blake Hoke. Hoke on the roll to the other end. And now it's going to be return favor, so that'll be third turnover on the Cyclones, just two against the Chargers in the early going. Back into the lineup for Riverside, freshman Ty Martinson. He'll replace the senior, Ryan Langan. We talked about both teams having good post players, but they don't really, they're not exactly that slow, methodical half-court offense. They both like to run the floor. Yes, they do. Now, again, that 1-2-2, and Travis, or Andy Kirkman out on the front. Swerzyk on the baseline, shoots up a three, no good. And the rebound will come down to the Cyclones now, a long three-quarter court pass, but it's going to be stolen away. Tanner Hudson got back, and it'll be turnover number four on the Cyclones. Swerzyk along the baseline, back out on top to Noah Velasic. We'll see what they try to set up. Velasic's going to try a long, long three-pointer, and that's at least the second, maybe the third, we've seen from NBA range from the Chargers. And I don't think they've made a one of them yet. They are now four for ten from behind the arc, but most of them have been up closer to that high school arc range. Yeah, they shoot pretty well when they're near that line, but when they're further back, I mean, your odds drop dramatically. Yeah, there's a reason they back it up in yeah. the NBA, and right now they have backed it up here. Cyclones have it knocked out of bounds by the Riverside defense. 125 to go here in quarter one, working it around the zone. Three-pointer on the way this time. First one by Jagger Smith is no good. Rebound by the Chargers, and they're on the roll. Against numbers, they're going to swing it out. Swerzyk's going to take another three-pointer. This is short. And the rebound again. Now Andy Kirkman unloads a pass to the other end, breaking away wide open. Jagger Smith. 19-15 here in quarter one, even minute to go. You can call it cherry picking. I call that good basketball. Depends on how which side you're looking at it. But it was a nice pass out there by Kirkman. Found a man wide open for the Cyclones, and they're back within four. Right now, Riverside has almost been entirely shooting it from outside the arc, Randy. Yeah, and, and again, I, a little bit, if you're hot, that's fine, but I think you have to work the ball inside and be aggressive and go at Clearwater Orchard and then have those outside shots come from that inside penetration. And Andy Kirkman has actually moved out of the lane. They've moved him up the middle, unless they're using the old Kansas State, where a lot of times that one two two, that man can slide all the way from the point all the way down to the baseline. We'll see if Kirkman starts doing that in this one two two. Ball moved here to the baseline. Swerzy going inside for Hudson. Hudson spins, uses the basket, and gets the basket in between he and Kirkman and makes it. Hudson now has nine in the quarter, and it's 21-15 in favor of the Chargers from Riverside. Kirkman couldn't elevate to block the shot because he would have hit his head on the glass. 
Kirkman goes inside, spins up a left-hander, and it will be no good. But on the rebound, a nice effort. Blake Holt will get the rebound, and he'll draw a foul from the Riverside Charger, and this will go on Riley Swerzig. For Swerzig, that'll be his first foul. And that's a little bit of that penetration we kind of talked about. You want to get the ball inside and then work your offense from that point, and Clearwater Orchard, that trip, did a nice job of that. And as you said, getting Kirkman on the block gives you a lot of options. He can take it to the hole. He can step out to the free throw line and shoot it, and then he can find a teammate. So there's a lot of good things can come from the Cyclones on that. He's one of your best ball handlers. He's 6'8 and still one of your best ball handlers, and that gives, like you say, that gives you a ton of options. Shot up and no good for Blake Hoke. They're out of the Nybrera Valley Conference are the Cyclones. Second free throw on the way, and this one will drop through. Makes it 21-16 in quarter one. Folks from uh, Kearney are familiar with Riverside for six-man football championship played at uh, Foster Field as they've come away with the last two titles. Yes, they have, and they've had some nice football teams over there. And looks like Riverside will now hold nine, eight, and work it into the corner to Hudson, six. Back out on top to Swerzyk. Swerzyk takes the long three, puts it up and in, and that should end it quarter number one. And it does. It ends on a three-pointer by Riley Swerzyk, his second in the opening eight. After eight minutes, it's Riverside, 28. Clearwater Orchard, 16. We'll be back after this. Timeout. Play ball! Great feeling and solid hitting. Start with the right stuff from TM Sporting Goods. Choose from brands like Louisville Slugger, Rip It, Mizuno, and Wilson. All the summer sports are made better with the right apparel and equipment from TM Sporting Goods. Save! Then roll in the expertise provided by Steve Varanall and Tino Martinez. TM Sporting Goods on the Bricks Downtown Carney, a division of Protein Design. Every sport done right. At Care Hospice, we care for your family like you are a part of ours. Through compassionate hospice services, we help to alleviate fears and concerns so that you and your loved ones can focus on the joy of everyday moments. We celebrate the memories and special occasions of a life well-lived and provide support and assistance so you feel comforted throughout the hospice journey. For more information about our services, visit us online at aceracare.com. Care Hospice, caring for moments that matter. Chuck Friesick back at the Heartland Hoops Classic. We're in game number two, and after the first quarter, it's the Riverside Chargers on top by eight, 24-16. And, uh, Randy, a key, I think, is going to be for Riverside. If they'll go inside out, they're going to get a lot of three-point good looks. I, I think they will, and they're, they're starting to pick that up a little bit offensively. And I think Clearwater Orchard, they need to do the exact same thing. They need to really get their, their big man, the ball inside. So many times Kirkman's had it on the outside. I think they need to get it to him. Already in there. On the already ending possession, Riverside will open with the ball in quarter two. Starters Kennedy, Lang, and Swerzyk, Velocic, and Hudson go, and the basket is up and good. And the lead is out to 26-16. to 16. Great elevation there for Hudson on that jumper. Hudson now with 11. Kirkman on the other end, the 6-8. Junior rolls it up and puts it in. He comes right back. Andy Kirkman has eight. It's 26-18, man-to-man defense again by the Cyclones. And down the middle, Jake Kennedy takes it all the way to the hole. No good. Andy Kirkman will pull it out. He's starting to assert himself a little bit. Again, they did on the last trip up court exactly what they needed to do offensively, get the ball inside to Kirkman. Ball around the outside for the Cyclones. Now a long three-pointer on the way, something that they have not done a lot. Cyclones on the season leading Jagger Smith with only 19 makes from three-point arc. That's not a lot to lead a team. No, no, and, and they're, they're too content with that. Again, I think the size and the quickness 
I think the pressure on the ball is causing as many problems here for the Cyclones as the size for Riverside. Riverside will bring it up. Cyclones on defense back in. Blake Holt, the freshman. Jake Kennedy drives to the lane, finds Andy Kirkman at 6'8", says, I don't want that shot, kicks it back out. Ball will go to Velocic. Velocic will dribble it back out. Now it looks like Kirkman will step out to pick him up. On the right-hand side, Travis Kirkman has the job of guarding Canner Hudson. Kennedy back out, three-pointer on the way, and no good for the sophomore, Noah Velocic. And Kirkman is a rebounding machine. And he continues to control the boards. Once the shot's up, three-pointer. No, it's inside the three-point arc. Give a nice look, jump there, and in there for Jagger Smith, the 5'10 senior. Smith has five in the early going. At the other end, quickly right back are the Chargers. Ryan Langan, nice entry pass inside for Langan, and he took it off strong off the iron. Quickly against the zone, three-pointer on the way again by the Cyclones, no good. Hudson with a behind-the-back rebound, tosses it out to Velocic, and Riverside on the roll. They're up by 8, 28-20, and now Whistle will stop play at the 5.56 mark here in quarter number two. Velocic will earn a couple of charity tosses. And again, I think Clearwater Orchard likes to run, but Riverside is very comfortable at a very fast-paced game right now, and they're up 28-20. to 20. And it might just make a difference on which one of these big guys can continue to run this for 32 minutes. Yeah, to too. and I think both are in pretty good shape, And uh, but you already see kind of uh, bent over is Kirkman as he doesn't come out of the game a whole lot. Noah Velasic makes the first of two. He'll get a second. Puts his team out on top now, 29-20. At 6'8", I'd keep him in the game, too. Second shot up and no good. Kirkman with another rebound. Now pressure again, and they use that zone trap out front, and they get it stolen away. Five turnovers now on the Cyclones here in the early going of half number one. 541 and counting. If just joining us, basketball on the Classic Hits, 98.9 KKPR. Riverside on the outside. Swerzyk to Noah Velasic. Jake Kennedy now man-to-man defense again by the Cyclones. They have switched and went both ways. Tanner Hudson finds the lane, lays it up, can't get it to go, but Jake Kennedy in there to get the rebound. Kennedy with the rebound is going to take it all the way back against Kirkman, and the foul. You can hear the ooh in the background. That was what part of the crowd did, and if you're in blue, you probably like the call, and if you're in white, boy, it looked clean from here. It sure did, and we got a pretty good vantage point. Again, I don't know the exact angle that the official did, but I'll tell you what, he got a lot of leather. And at 6'8", he has a nice little look in there on the defensive end. Jake Kennedy will shoot the free throw. It's up and in. Kennedy makes point number 30, and the lead is out to 10. Well, both him and Hudson have such nice feet. I mean, they move very smoothly. They, they're, they're not just tall kids. They're athletes. And the second shot by Kennedy rolls around and goes in. It's 31-20, 5-14 to go here. Chuck Friesick, Randy Bushcutter from the Heartland Hoops Classic Edition number 9. On the right-hand side, now dribbling it out across the top. Chargers play some good defense for a D2 team. Nice steal by Noah Velasic. Steal number six, or the turnover number six. Third steal in the early going for Noah Velasic. And Jagger tried to return the favor for Clearwater Orchard, but just ran out of room there as he, when he came up with a steal, stepped on the sideline. And we have a large court here, too. This may come into play for some of these small schools. They may not play on this size of court every night, too. Back cut by Hudson. Up pass from Velocic. Up and in. Hudson has another basket. It's out to a 
to 20 ball game with 4.45 left to go in half number one. Let's take this time out. Riverside, 33. Clearwater Orchard, 20. We can't think of anything that brings the family closer together. Well, maybe there's one thing. Buzz's Marine has brought the boating lifestyle to Nebraskans for over creating family memories that last a lifetime. We proudly showcase eight acres of new and used sport boats, surf boats, deck boats, pontoons, and fishing boats. Go to buzzesmarine.com for a list of our full inventory. Family owned and operated region. Discover why we are the home of family. Community is a place that means coming together. A place where smiles are warm, where handshakes are firm. The day's work is honest. Buffalo County Farm Bureau is hometown proud. We work for farm and ranch families, but our work reaches well beyond the farm or ranch, benefiting Nebraskans in all walks of life. Join the Buffalo County Farm Bureau and support Nebraska agriculture. Visit nefb.org to learn more. This time out brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. Take time out to find out what Nebraska Land National Bank can do for you. Local people, local decisions, local ownership. Nebraska Land National Bank, member FDIC. So after the timeout by head coach Shelly Manerick, the Cyclones will work it in from three-quarter court and on the dribble of Zach Martin, the 5'10". Riverside stretching out that 1-3-1 zone, and now they push Zach Martin out near the volleyball line. Now he finally gets a release inside for Andy Kirkman, and that's a good place for the basketball to be. And now Noah Velasic says, I'm going to take it away, takes it to the other end, lays it up. Boy, it had to crawl over the edge, but it did. Bounced a couple times on that iron. Didn't look like it was going to have enough oomph to get a top, but nice touch. Velocic, four steals of the seven turnovers. Now stolen away by Hudson. It's 35-20. Hudson's going to pull it back out. No, he's going to take Kirkman to the basket. Gets Kirkman into the air, and no foul that time, and maybe a little more contact than we had on the first one on Andy, so it's probably worked out one and one. 3.56 to go here in the half. Riverside on top by 15, 35-20. Hudson. Back up, steps up, shoots it a little bit short. And the rebound will come out on top to the Cyclones, Brendan Cleveland. Langan with a great ball screen there to set up Hudson for the shot. Around the right-hand side and now trying to get to the steal was Ryan Langan, the 6'1 junior. But Langan got there a bit late, and it will be a foul on the Chargers. Coming back into the lineup for the Cyclones. Back in Travis Kirkman. Also back in Zach Martin. And Brendan Cleveland. Andy Kirkman opens up a big three-pointer. It will not go, and the rebound will come down to Riverside, and it'll come into the hands of Ryan Langan. And again, for Riverside, you still have to play at this pace that you're comfortable with, but uh, you, you can afford to be patient. You can set the tone here. Riverside up by 15, 35-20 on the right-hand side, or left-hand side up the arch. Jake Kennedy wants to find a lane, takes Kirkman to the basket, got by him, but he couldn't finish it. Down with the rebound, Travis Kirkman. Inside, and the ball was on just short of the rim, and Andy Kirkman finishes it away. 6-8 at the other end, a long pass out. Give it right back. Riverside knows what they want to do, Randy. When they give up a basket, they're going to send somebody and try to get an easy win right back. And they did a nice job after the Kirkman dunk. They got the easy layup by Velocic. 37-22, and a basket this time by Travis Kirkman, and Kirkman puts it up and in. 37-24, 37-24, lead of 13 for Riverside. 2.35 to go in the half. Kennedy down the left-hand side, and now we're going to have contact called. He did lose the ball a little bit there, but they're going to say because of the contact. So it'll stop play at the 2.31 mark. Riverside will trigger in from their own baseline back into the lineup for Riverside. 
is the freshman Ty Martinson back in for the Cyclones, Blake Kester. You play either one of these two teams, you better not celebrate after a made bucket because they're going to come right back at you. You can tell that they really have worked on some of those things. Inbounds pass, three-pointer, Tanner Hudson. Hudson connects with another three. Hudson makes one for Riverside here. They'll go back into the time. Tanner Hudson and Kirkman get wrapped up in the foul. will go on the senior from Riverside. Tanner Hudson will pick up the foul. Just, just a step behind making the steal there. Yes, he was. And he could tell also that that's going to be good for the Cyclones. If they can get it to Kirkman at the high post, it's probably going to turn into some good things for the Cyclones. Three-pointer on the way from a long way away this time by Blake Hulk. It's short. No good. Ball will go to the other end, and it's going to be knocked out of bounds, I believe, by the Cyclones and go right back to the Chargers. 2-10 to go in half number one, 40-24. Game number two of eight today from the Heartland Hoops Classic here on KKPR, and we'll follow right back up with Gothenburg and Winnebago, and that's scheduled for a two, or excuse me, a 12:30 tip here on Classic Hits. Actually, we'll be on ESPN by then. Okay, that's okay. We're good. On the baseline, Tanner Hudson back across to Velasic into the corner. Now a little bit. Most we've seen it slowed down. In the entire first half, but Hudson's going to end that three-pointer from the baseline up and no good. 16 three-pointers attempted in the first half by the Riverside Chargers. Now the Cyclones trying to go maybe a little bit too fast, and I believe it's going to be a turnover, and it is number eight on Clearwater Orchard. Well, Jagger Smith trying to save the ball went in hard in the scores table. Fortunately, it's padded, so he's not hurt. That's our injury report brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center. Getting back in the game of life, two locations in Kearney. As Smith, very grateful for that padding as he hit that hard. Yeah, you can see the effort was truly oh, there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no doubt. So Jagger Smith after it, but it's going to go back to Riverside. 90 seconds left to go in the half. Hudson, right baseline, tries to work there against Andy Kirkman. Nice bounce pass inside the Velocic, but Velocic knew the 6'8 man was there, so he kicks it out, and the shot up by Langen, and it's no good. Cyclones will have it, 1.15 to go as they work it into front court, along the baseline to Cleveland. Back out on top, another three-pointer on the way, and no good this time for Blake Hope. And it's going to go out of bounds. That long bounce on a lot of those long three-pointers just took it right back into the bench of the Riverside Chargers. And Hulk, a freshman, but he wasn't afraid at all of that shot. He was looking for it. He caught it in rhythm. He wanted that ball exactly where he got it, just a little bit too strong. Jake Kennedy and Noah Velasic right there by head man Joe Imus. We'll see if they want to pull it out and play for one. Under a minute to go. They're up by 16, 40 to 24 to Kennedy. Cyclone setting back, and now it looks like more of a 2-1-2 zone. Pressure out front, though, way near the midcourt line. On the Jake Kennedy. Kennedy now fakes the pass, but he's picked up again by Jagger Smith. Two men out on top of the zone, Hoke and Smith to Hudson. Hudson out near the volleyball line, kicks it over to Velocic. 27 seconds to go here in the half, 40-24. Stay tuned. We'll give you a rundown of scoring in half number one to Kennedy. Kennedy has it with 16 seconds, being pressured there by the Cyclones. And now Joe Imus is going to take a timeout with 13.4 seconds left to go in quarter number two. Riverside 40, Clearwater Orchard 24. We'll be back in one minute. With over 60 years of experience, Anderson Brothers Electric Plumbing and Heating is the company to trust when it comes to new construction. Building a home is one of the most exciting and overwhelming times in your life with so many decisions. Make the decision of your heating, electrical, and plumbing contractor an easy one. 
One contractor for all three trades eliminates delays in construction. Plus, our qualified technicians deliver the best from start to finish. Anderson Brothers Electric Plumbing and Heating with locations in Kearney and Holdridge and on the web at andersonbros.com. All right, Chuck Friesig back at the Heartland Hoops and Riverside on top 40 to 24. And we got a lot of basketball today. And remember, you can follow all of it at platriverpreps.com. Our internet streaming is brought to you by the University of Nebraska at Kearney. We are difference makers. Call to schedule a campus visit. Our next game at 1230 between Gothenburg and Winnebago. One of the high-flying games of the day. And we'll have that for you on ESPN 1460 and 1550 and at com been a big quarter for Riverside, 16-8 to eight over Clearwater Orchard, and we really opened up when they got the ball in to Andy Kirkman, it really worked for the Cyclones. They just haven't had enough success of getting it in the right spot. Yeah, and they've been so close. They have hit the iron a few times and never have gotten really that friendly bounce to get their offense going. Riverside will trigger at half court, 12 seconds, long three-pointer up by Swerzyk, leaves it short. I'm not sure it actually wasn't a pass, but either way, it's going to go out of bounds with 4.9 seconds. And I think it was a pass, and I think they just kind of got caught up in the trash in the backside there. Tyler Martinson, Ty Martinson back in for Riverside, also seeing his first action will be Joseph Bloom. Bloom, a 6'1 freshman, and now an in-line in violation. And, Randy, we couldn't have missed that one. We're right here on it. Yeah, and the, the, the problem for Claywater Orchard was the person that was going to receive the pass was not turning back to look. So stepping on the uh, sideline was uh, was Kirkman, and he, it really wasn't his fault. And it's one of those things where these players are not used to playing in an open venue like this, and you can you can tell that sometimes. That's, they've really shot the ball pretty well, considering we have no ends here at the I Houston Arena. The shot is up and no good. We've ended one half a play. From the Heartland Hoops Classic in game number two, it's Riverside 40, Clearwater Orchard 24. Athletes come in all shapes and sizes, and Carney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine specializes in getting them all back in their game. From swinging a hammer to swinging a golf club, whether tackling daily tasks or tackling the running back, see Carney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic. If you're suffering from any injury that's putting you on the sidelines, make an appointment today and take comfort in our care. Carney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine. Oh, I can't believe it. Are you kidding me? Out here in the middle of nowhere, Mom and Bramps will kill me. What's that, girl? Call Carney Towing and Repair, because they'll get us home from anywhere. But I don't have their number. 308-236-9951. Thanks, girl. 24-hour towing, certified repair. No matter why, no matter where. 308-236-9951. Lock it in, Carney Towing and Repair. Ravana Sanitation says your trash is our treasure, serving Buffalo County for business or residential service. Ravana Sanitation is your trash collection connection. Find us in your local Yellow Pages. And this halftime report, let's take a look at the scoring first for Clearwater Orchard under Shelly Manerick. They come in here with a record of 16 and or 14 and 7. They're out of class C2. They put up 16 points in quarter number one, just got eight in the second quarter, and they're led in scoring by their 6'8 postman, Andy Kirkman. Kirkman at halftime with 10 points. Travis Kirkman has six. He has three two-point baskets. Five points for Jagger Smith at halftime. He is one for two at the free throw line. He's made a couple of two-point baskets. Two points for Brendan Cleveland off the bench for the Cyclones. Cleveland, the 6'3 senior. And then one point for Blake Hoke, just a freshman 
5-8, and Hoke is one for two at the free throw line. Hoke did get a steal in the first half. Andy Kirkman came down with five rebounds. They had Blake Kester with one and Travis Kirkman with one. For Riverside, they have the lead 40-24. to They led 24-16 to at the end of the first eight minutes by eight and then had a 16-8 run in quarter number two. They are led by Tanner Hudson and Noah Velasic, the duo that normally leads the team. 16 for Hudson at halftime, 14 for Noah Velasic. Tanner Hudson has one steal in the ballgame. Noah Velasic has four. And taking a look at Velasic, he put up two trays on the other side. Tanner Hudson answered with two also. So it's been a big three-point shooting exhibition by the Chargers. They have five at halftime, but they put up 18 attempts from behind the three-point arc. And Randy, at times, it looked like when they worked it inside and then back out and got near that high school line, it really worked well for them. And, and again, it's, it's catching the ball in rhythm and being in, in a position that you're usually – you don't practice necessarily shooting from 35 feet. You usually come up in a little bit closer to the high school line, and I just don't think that they kind of have the rhythm. And, again, it's harder here because we have a wide open space, and sure, you can get used to it, but it takes a long time for you to get used to the fact that there's – 75 feet from behind the basket to the nearest wall, and that's about 65 feet more than you're going to run into it in any high school gym that you've been playing in. And then when you're coming down under pressure and you're hustling down the floor, you know, you, you think about it during warm-ups, you're thinking about it after you get your offense set, but when you're coming down in the heat of going right on two-on-one or whatever, I think sometimes they're pulling up just a little bit longer than they think they're maybe shooting. Yeah, I think both teams really have kind of fallen in love with the three-pointer a little bit more. Riverside has had a little bit more success, one reason why they're up by 16 points, but for Clearwater Orchard, they need to get the ball. And we've, we've been saying it several times, they need to pound the ball inside. Sure, Kirkman can get in there and, and drive uh, at 6'8 to get to the basket, but he's probably better off for his team getting the ball originally with his back to the basket down low and then have him do something with it, including kick it out for a better look at a three-pointer. All right, for Riverside then, 16 for Hudson in the first half. Velocic has 14. Riley Swerzik has a pair of trays, those coming in the first eight minutes, so he has six. Ryan Langan has kicked in two, and also Jake Kennedy, two for two at the free throw line. So at halftime, it's Riverside by 16, 40 to 24. We'll take this timeout. For food that'll make you stand up and cheer, head to Fanatics. Start with traditional appetizers like mozzarella or breadsticks, or add a little spice to your life with jalapeno poppers. And don't forget the famous wings you can enjoy as appetizers or as a meal itself. Bite into their huge selection of burgers, pizzas, calzones, or sandwiches. With over 30 HDTVs, the bullpen, and their new party room, there's something always going on at Fanatics. Food that will make you stand up and cheer. Fanatics, a block north of the tracks on Central Avenue, Kearney. Five Points Bank. We're proud our bankers have the ability to take care of customers in the Kearney area. One of our bank's true differences is our bankers have a true Kearney connection, important in providing the best in banking. Our staff is proud they've lived in Kearney for years. Many have been lifelong residents. Having a true Kearney connection means caring and being involved in the community and committed to making banking work for the people of Kearney. Bank with Five Points Bank. The better bank. The bank with a true Kearney connection. Good things will happen. Chuck Friesick back at the Heartland Hoops Classic, and we are in game number two. The first game today went to Amherst as they improved to 22-0. They win it by 30 over BDS, and 
I think, Randy, in that case, BDS may be out a bit, little bit out of gas from last night. I know they had a tough game with High Plains last night. Yeah, Avenge one of their only two losses of the season, so it was a nice win for them last night, an opportunity here. And I think maybe that happened a little bit. It also took a little while for Amherst to get the feel of the game. We talked about the wide open spaces here. Once Amherst made that adjustment about midway through the fourth quarter, they were able to take control and never look back. And their high-paced offense, I think they're a team you do not want to get behind because they just like to keep building that pressure and the defense turns into more offense and they just keep scoring yeah you, you fall behind by 15 points to amherst that means you've got to you want to speed up you know because you, you need more possessions you need to, to 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 start putting a foot to the gas and maybe shooting a little bit quicker where you're playing right in amherst hands because they average about 77 points per ball game and they scored 70 against a pretty good basketball team here today and in a tough environment again it's harder to shoot in this gym than it is most other places and still amherst was able to tack on 70 points today and they came back and they scored 80 here a year ago. So they're used to playing in this gym a little bit more than some of the other teams. And they just have a very fine ball club. And they're going to be heard from in Class C, too. And, in fact, we're going to talk to them at halftime. We're going to talk with Bill Giffen at halftime of the uh, Winnebago game. So he can kind of, you know, that's one of those teams in Class C, too, that he has to be on the lookout for. The defending C1 champions fall into C2. They're number two in the state. Amherst is number three in the state. And maybe we'll even talk a little St. Cecilia, who's number one in the state. And our, our engineer back in the uh, studio, uh, Caleb, pointed out to us that today's games have Colorado's number three team and Omaha World Herald's all class number one, number eight, number nine, and number ten, the number one team in class A, the number three team in class B, the number six team in class B, and in C1, the, the one, two, three, and nine are all here. In C2, one, two, and three, and in D1, number two, and in D2, number two as well. So there's a lot of talent here throughout the course of the day here at the, the Heartland Hoops Classic. Yeah, and uh, Tino Martinez, you know, when they have to look forward to these games, and they have really picked out some really quality teams to have here this year. There's yeah. no doubt about it. So if you're in the area, you still got plenty of time to get down here. Feature game, I don't think, is set to go till about 9.15 tonight. 9.15 tonight, top-ranked Omaha South taking on the number two team in Colorado, Overland. And don't forget, coming up after this one, we'll have Gothenburg and Winnebago. Uh, Gothenburg, number nine in C1. Winnebago, the defending C1 champions, they're now number two in Class C2. That'll be on ESPN 1460 and 1550. And then at 2.15, GICC takes on Seward. And then a couple of uh, top three teams from Class C1 at 4 o'clock on ESPN Radio. Second-ranked Columbus Scotus and third-ranked Adam Central. The only matchup against two teams in the same class. And then we'll be back on Class Against 98-9 to 545 as the top-ranked team in C2. St. Cecilia takes on Class B's number three, Sydney. That'll be followed by Wahoo Newman, a perennial power, taking on Class B's number three, Aurora, at 730. And then, as we mentioned, the nightcap at 915, Omaha South and Overland Park. And in the middle of the afternoon, we'll turn over to wrestling here in Class Against 98-9. Doug out in Cambridge, and he'll have the uh, Class D district out there and we don't slow down on basketball i mean we're right back into girls sub district starting on monday yeah and we'll be uh looking at uh, what the schedule is i don't think doug has made the complete determination till monday but i'm sure carney catholic and minden their sub district will have for you either on classic hits or on espn radio all right let's take a look riverside once again on top 40 to 24 at halftime 16 for tanner hudson noah velocic has 14 on the other side, Andy Kirkman, as you would expect, leads the way for Clearwater Orchard. We'll take a one-minute timeout. We'll be back with half number two. 
New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery in Kearney, Nebraska is excited to welcome Dr. Nolan May to its team. As a Nebraska native with training in orthopedic surgery and sports medicine, Dr. May is excited to bring his knowledge and skills to Husker Loper Nation. Call 308-865-2570 today to learn more about Dr. May and New West Sports Medicine or to schedule an appointment. No referral is necessary and all major insurances are accepted. Call 308-865-2570. Be prepared for future medical expenses with a Nebraskaland National Bank health savings account. Our health savings account offers competitive interest rates and can be tax deductible. We want to help you prepare for future unforeseen expenses. Stop into our Kearney branch and speak with a personal banker today. Distributions are tax-free if used for qualified medical expenses. Member FDIC. Nebraskaland National Bank. And today's Seeds to Success are brought to you by Pioneer Seed Representative Craig Weegis. Pioneer knows more about seeds with top-yielding Pioneer brand soybeans. Get the best for your field this year with Craig Weegis, your Pioneer Seed dealer, science with service, delivering success. And to open it up, that's what they need to do, work it back inside and out, and the Cyclones put up three. Yeah, and Jagger Smith drains the three-pointer. They did enter it in, and a good look there for for, uh, Smith to get the second half started. 40-27 40-27 in the opening part of the third quarter. They'll go left to right now on your radio dial. Still in their blue uniform. Chargers go with their starters. Kennedy, Langan, Swerzik, Velocic, and Hudson. Shot from Hudson is up and no good. Andy Kirkman with another board. The 6'8 senior for the Cyclones. Cyclones trying to cut into this lead. They were down 16 at halftime. They opened up with a tray. We'll see if they can keep it going here in quarter number two or quarter three. Working it around the outside. Shot up, no good by Martin, and ran down with rebounds. Velocic, and he's off on the run to the other end. Going to take it all the way to the hole and up. And, boy, a big hand came going through there, but Kirkman just a bit late. Yeah, and, again, he was up there high enough and would have been awfully close to goaltending, actually, but that was a great hustle there by the big man, Kirkman. And that, that last shot by Martin, Martin didn't have his feet underneath him. It was early in the, sh- in the, in the possession. I think they just need to be a little bit more patient try to work the ball inside. Cyclones work it to the arc on the left-hand side. Shot up by Jagger Smith. He has all five for the Cyclones here in the third quarter. 42-29. Riverside will work it around the outside of this 1-2-2 or 1-3-1. Andy Kirkman just kind of floats around back there, and he's going to take care of whatever comes into the middle. Shot by Velocic up and no good. 19th three-pointer, but the Cyclones will have it knocked out by the Chargers, and they'll retain possession with 6-20 to go here. In quarter number three. Well, going back to that shot by Martin, just so many times you can tell whether or not the ball is going to be in by looking at the shooter's feet. If they're squared up to the basket when they land, chances are it's going in. Kirkman back cut for the Cyclones. It's going to be good. Brendan Cleveland. Cleveland gets a nice pass, and that's where we've talked. Work it through Andy Kirkman. Yeah, and again, you you he distributes the ball very well, and again, at 6'8", with those long arms, keeps the ball up. It's it's like something you can pivot on. You know, you can just kind of set your offense from that point, and he can throw it out in any direction, 360 degrees. Cleveland, for the old-fashioned three-pointer, can't get it to go. Tanner Hudson brings down the rebound. 42-31. Cyclones have cut into that 16-point lead. They've got it down to 11. Two minutes into quarter three. Hudson along the right baseline. Long skip pass to Langen. Back into the corner, Hudson looks at the three-pointer up and it's long. So they open up 0 for 2. Cyclones will bring it in, cutting into that 16-point lead. They've got it to 11. See if they can make it another den in it right here. Back around the top, it goes to Kirkman. This is Travis. Now they go baseline to Andy. Shoots a little eight-footer up and in. 
Andy Kirkman has his first points of the second half, and it's a nine-point ball game, 42-33. And again, if they can tighten it down a little bit, then you kind of put a monkey on Riverside's back. Riverside works it into the corner. They put Hudson way out on that. Looks like they have a five out on the offense against his zone. Swerzik to Velocic, back to Hudson, three-pointer on the way. This is going to be short again, and it's going to be important for the Chargers. They've shot so many trays, they're going to have to make some if that's where they decide they're going to run their offense from. Right, if that's what you've kind of put your chips in, you move all the chips in the middle of the table based on your three-point shooting, you're going to have to hit some, and they've gotten a little cold here. They did an okay job in the first half, but they've cooled down here in the second. Foul goes against Riverside, 42-33. Kirkman, give and go along the baseline, up and in. Nice back cut that time by Jagger Smith. Smith had five at halftime. He's got seven in the second half, and we have a seven-point ball game, 42-35. And I wish I had the stat of how many times they score when Kirkman touches the ball in the paint. And now the ball will be tipped out of bounds, and the Cyclones wanting it to go the way of the white team, but it will not. It will stay at the far end. Riverside will be tossing it in, freshman tossing it in. Ty Martinson. Martinson to Kennedy. To Hudson. He's getting double teamed. Back to Martinson. Into the corner. Noah Velasic now out of the lineup. I believe he's got three fouls. They get it to Hudson. Goes in and under. And then when he uses that basket, he's tough to guard at 6'5". Yeah, and again, both these guys move very well with the basketball. Tanner Hudson at 6'5". Dribbles like a guy who uh, is your point guard. Three-pointer on the way and no good for Jagger Smith. Rebound will come down to Riverside. They're on the run. They have five on four numbers. Hudson sees there's no Kirkman in there, so he hands it off to Jake Kennedy, and Kennedy up off the board and in. And there was no doubt. They knew there was no Andy Kirkman down at the other end. Well, Hudson did a great job getting that rebound from Kirkman. Kirkman going all out for it, ended up falling down, and they ran without him. Along the left baseline, nice little jumper up and in. And and it's in there for Kester. And it makes it 46-35 at the other end right away. Right back, Tanner Hudson, 48-37. Lead of 11 for the Chargers. They'll go to Kirkman, high post. Kirkman's going to spin. No, he has it stolen away. Give the steal to Swerzik. Swerzik outlet to Kennedy. Kennedy up off glass and in. And so the turnover is now becoming a factor for the Cyclones. And Shelly Manerik wants a timeout with 3.29 to go in quarter number three. Riverside back out on top by 13, 50 to 37. New Tech is known as the undisputed yield leader as a result of their excellent performance in university and first trials and in your fields. While winning isn't everything at the high school level, it sure makes things a lot more interesting. To put New Tech's winning genetics to work for you, contact Terry or Jason Stark of Cutting Edge Seed and Chemicals at 750-6060. That's 750-6060. Or visit newtech at yieldleader.com. Young disputed Midwest yield leader. This special in-game moment brought to you by the special people at Acera Care Hospice Caring for the moments that matter with locations in Kearney, Grand Island, and York. Serving all of the Tri-Cities and beyond, call Acera Care Hospice today for your loved ones when they need the right care at the right time. And Randy, the big care for them is they need Andy Kirkman to be down on the, in the part of their offense and part of their defense. Absolutely. And a little bit ago, Hudson won the battle on both ends of the court by getting the rebound and Kirkman battling for it out of position. So they understood that, and Hudson attacked the basket right away, and the inbound is going to be stolen here by Riverside. Riverside on the steal. That'll be the 12th turnover against the Cyclones to Hudson. Three-pointer, it's up and short. 
And down with the rebound, Cyclones cannot get it, and it goes to Riverside. Riverside puts up another three-pointer, this one by Swerzyk, and finally the Cyclones have it out. Andy Kirkman says, I'm just going to take it on into front court by myself. Kirkman then down on the floor, and the foul will go, I believe, on Tanner Hudson. Joe Imus up trying to get a little bit of an explanation on it, but the foul will go on Imus. That'll be the, or excuse me, on Tanner Hudson, and that'll be his second. Well, you don't want to get him in foul trouble. Kirkman to the left side of the free throw line, shot up by Cleveland, no good. And down to the other end, Martinson breaks free. He's going to be tapped and knocked off of the, he was headed the freshman right towards the basket, and he had contact there with Travis Kirkman, and the foul will knock him off path, and so the freshman, Ty Martinson, will earn a couple of charity tosses. And again, we've talked about the pace that Riverside likes to play. Both these teams are somewhat up-tempo, but I think even more so Riverside and this pace favoring them because now they're up by 13. They had a lead cut down, I think, six at one point. Shot up by Martinson, rolls around and won't go. And it looked like maybe Joe Imus slowed it down just a little bit, but then when he saw his team losing that lead, they went right back into that full-court press. I think he wants to see that defense get his offense some spark. And I think both coaches done a nice job calling timeouts to try to stop a run or try to start one for their own team. Martinson puts it up. It's 51-37 in favor of the Chargers. Chargers out of the Goldenrod Conference. Cyclones out of the Niobrara Valley Conference. Cyclones will work it inside. Tries to go to Kirkman. Tipped away out front. Nice hands by Riley Swerzyk. He can't come down with it, but it will go out of bounds and stay right here with the Cyclones. I think Shelly Menard did not want to call as many timeouts as she has. I think she wanted to kind of save these for the end of the game, but she's had to use them. Blake Kester will trigger it in. Goes out on top to Jagger Smith. Smith on the season, averaging 13.6. Here's a shot up from the corner by Zach Martin. No good. And the lead will stay at 14. 2.30 to go in quarter three. Hudson into front court, gets to the free throw line, shoots it up over Kirkman, but there was no doubt Kirkman influenced the way that shot went for Tanner Hudson. Kirkman won that battle by forcing a bad shot and then pulling down the rebound. And now we'll see where they go. On the left-hand side, it goes to Martin. Baseline, three-pointer up and no good for Brendan Cleveland. And I think if Shelly Monarick and the team looks at the Cyclones have shot way more trays than I think they're used to seeing. Yeah, I, I don't think they want to be doing what they're doing here. Nice pass, Travis, or excuse me, for Tanner Hudson. And he found the freshman, Ty Martinson. And Martinson puts up points 52-53. and 53. And it's back to the 16-point lead we had at halftime, 53-37. On the other end, the answered by Zach Martin, and Martin gets on the board for his first two points. And they're uh, about 10 feet shorter to the, closer to the basket than the last time he shot a jumper. And that's a way more. Both teams very successful when they get into the right spots. Moss cross-court pass against his zone by Hudson. Leaves it for Jake Kennedy. To Langen, back to Hudson. Hudson gets in there against Kirkman's going to use the basket, spins it up and puts it in. Tanner Hudson was falling to the floor, but it didn't make any difference. Randy, it went in. Yeah, he, he does such a great job of using that basket to his advantage and making sure that Kirkman can't get up high in the air to block the shot. Ball on the other end. Andy Kirkman down through the lane, and he will be fouled. And it looks like, actually, they're going to put Ryan Langen on Andy Kirkman. They're not going to use Tanner Hudson and give him a chance that he gets in foul trouble. Right, and I think he's got just enough fouls. They, they did that until he got his second foul, and now I think they're doing their very level best to protect him. Andy Kirkman's free throw up and a bit short. Big man's no a little frustrated right now. And Blake Hoke back into the lineup for the Cyclones. We have a little youth tournament. We've been able to see 
Andy grow up through it, and I'll tell you what, he dominated some fifth and sixth grade action. I can <laughs> I tell you imagine. that. Second, he dominates here. <laughs> Andy Kirkman, second one up and good. 55-40, minute to go here in quarter four from the Heartland Hoops Classic. Stay with us here on Classic. It's 98.9 KKPR. We'll run down all the totals of today's ball game. In the corner, Chargers working. See if they hold for one here. No, they're going to get it into the corner. Three-pointer up and no good for Riley Swerzik. That's the 24th three-point attempt. Cyclones, and what a move. Behind the back, spins it around, and now Kirkman will draw the foul, and the block's going to go on Jake Kennedy. Kennedy trying to take a charge, and a big 6'8", Andy Kirkman coming at you. I, I think I'd flinch a little bit, too. And Jake Kennedy will pick up the foul. That will be foul number two on Kennedy. Kirkman will go right back to the free-throw line, and... As you said, I think maybe there's just, whether he's a little bit tired or maybe there's a little frustration right now on the Cyclones. We'll see if they can come out of it. They have had a good season, 14-7 and seven for the Cyclones. Well, you play last night, and Kirkman comes out here today. It's not even noon yet. You know, I mean, it's, it's tough to kind of have your legs underneath you. Cyclones averaging 59.8 points per ball game, giving up just 47, and already they've given up Riverside 55 here in three quarters. 26 seconds to go, Hudson down through the middle, and now we're going to have contact called. And Brendan Cleveland says, is it going to be on me? And I believe it will be on the 6'3 senior, Brendan Cleveland, for the Cyclones. And it's one of those, if Hudson had not fallen down, they probably would not have called that foul. We've seen a lot harder contact than that. Yeah. And it's just like you said, one of those. 25 seconds to go, triggered in by Riverside, and Joe Imus said, let's pull it out. Jake Kennedy to the right-hand side to the freshman, Ty Martinson. 2-1-2, Cyclones drop back in. Andy Kirkman just sitting back there in the paint, waiting for someone to come to him. On the outside, Hudson. He's now going to dribble, gets in there against Kirkman. Can he take it? No. And I believe they're going to call the foul on Andy Kirkman, and he's had a couple of tough calls today. Yeah, that's the second one. It looked to me like there was a clean block. But, again, we can't see from this angle whether or not when he came down he made contact. But when he first made contact with the ball, it was clean at that point. Yeah, up on top, they looked really good. So, you know, it's like we said, we're from here. Shot by Hudson is up and good. So he has seven in the quarter. I have him for 23 on this morning's action. 56-40. So we're right back to where we started the second half. 16-point lead now out to 17. And this may be a little tough for the Cyclones to recover from. Back in for the Chargers is freshman Joseph Bloom. And so going to get Hudson a break here. Only 3.5 left but it may take 10 or 15 seconds, so it may be a good play. See if Kirkman can get one off. He takes one from the volleyball line, and it was just off angle. It had about the right distance. We've closed out three quarters of play in game number two from the Heartland Hoops Classic. It's the Riverside Chargers, 57, Clearwater Orchard, 40. We'll be back after this. Timeout. The three L's of PlatteRiverPreps.com. Log on for info on all your favorite teams with links to articles organized by school and sport. Listen to any of the radio broadcasts on our five Platte River radio stations and download podcasts to pass events. And like us on Facebook to get select pictures and breaking news of high school sports going on. Platte River Preps, your one-stop source for high school sporting news, covering over 100 teams across the state of Nebraska. Go to PlatteRiverPreps.com. Honey, hurry. We need to finish loading up the trash. The dump closes in 30 minutes. Don't let trash take up time in your busy schedule. Let Ravenna Sanitation take care of all your trash needs. 
At Ravenna Sanitation, they take trash seriously. They're there to be your trash collection connection. If you need trash removal from your home, business, or farm, Ravenna Sanitation is the quality, dependable trash hauling service that you've been looking for. Ravenna Sanitation, serving all of Buffalo County. Chuck Friesick back at the Heartland Hoops Classic. We're going to the final eight minutes. Riverside now on top by 17, 57 to 40. And looks like they're going to answer with their starters to go in quarter four. Jake Kennedy, Ryan Langen, Riley Swerzig, Noah Velocic, and Tanner Hudson on the other side. For the Cyclones on defense, they'll start. Zach Martin, Andy Kirkman, Travis Kirkman, Blake Kester, and Jagger Smith. 17 points, long way to come back in this one. But for the next couple of minutes, you, you play it to win it. And then after that, you might be building for later on in the season. Ball tossed around the outside. This one will probably be a big one for Riverside and their points. Nice pass. Noah Velocic found Tanner Hudson cutting along the backside. And the first two points of the final eight go to Riverside. They're up by 19, 59 to 40. Yeah, get those uh, wild card points to guarantee you get that wild card. And they're in a district with three of the top teams in D2. Shot from the outside up and no good. This time for the Cyclones, Blake Kester. Rebound comes down to the Chargers. Noah Velocic now working against a man-to-man. Cyclones probably figure they need to match up here and not allow Riverside to just run down the clock. 59-40. to 40. Now Jake Kennedy takes it to the right-hand side and finds Velocic. Velocic's going to go to the baseline, floats it up over Kirkman, and that's a nice little float when you can put it over a 6'8 defender. Yeah, and that's, that's a lot of schoolyard ball there because that, that's exactly what that looked like, a nice little horse play. Minute in to quarter four, it's 61-40. Andy Kirkman finds a man cutting through there. That's Zach Martin. Martin puts it up, no good. Velocic tips it, comes down into the hands of Ryan Lang, and it's back to Riverside. So Cyclones needed to get a good start here, and a minute in, they have not been able to put up points, but four have went to the way of Riverside. So now they're down by 21. You, that just changes exactly how you attack things. Velocic to Hudson. Hudson being guarded there by Blake Kester. And now has it knocked away. Kester with the steel headed the other way. He'll leave it for Jagger Smith. Smith on the side of the lane. Shoots up the little late footer. Can't get it to go. And the ball is loose on the floor. It's going to come down to Hudson. Hudson has a man wide open at the other end. And the ball is going to go down into the hands of Langen. Langen back out to Velocic. Velocic will set it up. And Riverside will run it two minutes into the final period here at the Heartland Hoops Classic. Great decision there not to shoot the basketball by Swarzik. Yeah, if you don't have the layup with nobody there, you just as well kick it back out. Back out to Hudson, three-pointer up and no good. And the rebound comes down into the hands of Riverside. Give it to Ryan Langen. Nice rebound on the weak side. Third rebound of the ballgame for Ryan Langen. Out front, Noah Velocic's going to drive the lane, kicks it out in the corner. Velocic hard to the floor, shot up and no good this time for Ryan Langen. Still a good possession because they worked a minute off the clock almost. Yep, and they've stayed right out where they've been most of the afternoon, out at the three-point line. Inside, Andy Kirkman shoots it up, no good. Down at the rebound, Tanner Hudson. Hudson keeps it all the way into front court. Down to the right-hand side. They're going to go give and go. Hudson spins under the basket, shoots this one up left-handed, can't get it to go. Andy Kirkman down at the rebound. Now Kirkman says, I'm just going to take control. Dribbles it all the way into front court. To the three-point line on the right-hand side. Leaves it there for Martin. Martin shoots the shot along, too. No good. Kirkman on the boards up and no good. Can't get it to go inside. A shot up this time by Blake Kester. 
Can't say the Cyclones have given up by any means. No, they they're did. battling out there. They're battling, and they got Velasic up in the air on that offensive rebound and had him commit the foul. They're, they're still battling here, and again, that's one of the things you want to build on. You have the opportunity to play against a quality team, and you just make yourself better by playing good competition. Shot up, and by Kester is good. He has three in the second half. I know Clearwater Orchard ends up in the same sub-district as Ainsworth, so they're going to have some quality competition in their C2 sub-district also. And they're in a position where they're going to have to win it. They're going to have to win their sub. They're going to have to win their district final for them to make it into the state tournament. They're not going to get a wild card. Blake Kester to shoot his second, and it's no good, so the lead will stay at 20. It's 61-41. But they're a good enough team to make the Lincoln. Yes, they are, and they've shown some. Andy Kirkman can make a lot of difference in a lot of ball games. Ball along the left-hand side. Kirkman now out there with the trap. Velocic works the baseline, finds the defender to go up. Nice job by Noah Velocic. He got the defender up in the air, waited for him to come down, and a junior puts it up off the window and in. Velocic has 20. Well, just like watching Amherst in the first game, there's a lot of weapons out there for Riverside. Baseline shot up this time by Travis Kirkman. No good. It's going to go out of bounds, and I believe it's going to go off of the Cyclones, and it will. They'll give it back to the team in blue, checking back in the freshman Blake Hoke. Hoke into the lineup for Blake Kester, so freshman for a senior. As Shelly Manerick trying to get, I'm sure, some fresh feet back out on the floor. 4.17 to go in quarter four. Stay with us. We'll take a wrap of the ball game, the scoring, and inside a second block of the day for Andy Kirkman. Swatted it away from 6'5", Tanner Hudson. Now Noah Velasic, wraparound pass around Kirkman, shot up no good, down with the rebound again, Andy Kirkman. Kirkman all the way into front court. He's going to try to go coast to coast, lays it up, goes to the ground, but no foul, and I don't believe there was much contact there. Kirkman and Hudson will be the last two down. Swerzyk going to the basket, has it stolen away. Cyclones on the roll. 3.41 to go. Three-pointer on the way. No good. Blake Hoke's three-pointer no good. Ball will come out to Noah Velasic. And I think Joe Hymas is going to just tell his team to slow it down. They just want to get some time off the clock here if you're Riverside. And I think Clearwater Orchard is so gassed, they're not going to mind it. You know, I mean, they're, you're down by 22 with 3.22 to go in the game. On the right-hand side, it goes to 22. Ryan Langen back to Hudson. Hudson trying to dribble drive around the defense of the Cyclones gets it into the paint, hands it off to Ryan Langen, and as you said, Randy, the legs are gone, I think, on the Cyclones' defense, and the score goes out to 65-41. And a great pass by Hudson to Langen makes you look like you're a little flat-footed there, too. Andy Kirkman spins on the baseline. Nice little eight-footer for Kirkman. He puts it in. Nice basket for the 6'8 senior. And you can see he's gassed. He's, he's got his head up in the air trying to get a little extra lung in the, air in those lungs as he runs up court. But when you saw him do that turnaround, you know there's a lot of talent in that shot. He just did it this end. Now a pass to the right-hand wing. Tanner Hudson gets it, gives it right back on the give-and-go to Noah Velasic. And the junior finishes it off. It's 67-43. And so this game no longer in doubt. I think we're going to start seeing some new players. And I always like to see this, Randy, when the coaches find that the ball game is basically over. Let's get some of the young kids in. They practice all week. They've been out with you all season. And they get to play in a different environment. Again, this is different than any other place that they're going to play outside of maybe making it to the Pinnacle Bank Arena. And so Velasic, after the basket, will shoot a old-fashioned three-pointer. Can't get it to go. Ball will come down to the Cyclones. Cyclones with a couple of new players. Jacob Long in there, the 5'10 freshman. There's a three-pointer on the way this time. Give it to Jagger Smith. 
And they'll be able to say to their kids, say, yeah, I played in that when they come here to the 30th annual event here. There you go. Down the right-hand side and now going to the basket, Ryan Langen, and he will be fouled. Also into the lineup now, Liam Odell, a 5'11 sophomore. So Shelly Manerick starting to get some young players in there. It's like Andy Kirkman trying to talk to his head coach into letting him go back out there. Free throw up by Ryan Langen is up and in. Kirkman now with five, or excuse me, Ryan Langen five on the afternoon. Now into the ball game, back in. Joseph Bloom, the 6'1 freshman. And Coach Menark is uh, going to let uh, Kirkman come back in the game, and I don't blame her at all. I mean, you, you want him to get a good taste in his mouth here. Is he's not happy with how this has gone here today. Kyle Cornwell will see his first action for Riverside. He's a 6'1 sophomore. Waiting the second free throw of Ryan Lang, and it's up no good. Andy Kirkman now with his ninth rebound on the uh, or morning action, and Bloom comes in and knocks it away, but it will stay right here with the Cyclones. So Kirkman in, and is he right back out? I believe he is right back out. 68-46, 2.16 to go in the ballgame. Ball tossed in to the Cyclones, to Jacob Long. Back up on top to Chris Kester. Kester, a 5'8 freshman. Ball stolen away. Steal by Swerzyk. Swerzyk to the other end, up off glass. Are they going to count it? I believe they will. And it is point number 69 and 70. It's 70-46. to 46 in favor of Riverside. And now we're going to see some more new players for the Cyclones. Ryan Wilhelm, a 6'2 freshman, headed to the floor. Also coming out for the Chargers in blue, Jordan Slavin. He's a six-foot junior. So Slavin into the ballgame, Bloom into the ballgame, Kyle Cornwell in, freshman Ty Martinson in, and the free throw coming the way of Swerzyk. He puts it up and in. I think the top two athletes for both of these two teams really kind of cancel each other out. They match up very, very well. Just Riverside from that point on has a lot more depth, has a lot more skill. They, they can get a lot more weapons out there. Cyclones work it to Jacob Long here into the corner to Tristan Saney. He's a 6'1 senior working here on the baseline. I'm sure they'd like to get him a shot if they could. Cyclones work it to the right-hand side to Jacob Long. Back to Saney on the base. Shot up that time of Wilhelm, and the rebound comes down into the hands of Jordan Slavin. And they'll leave it to the freshman, Ty Martinson. Martinson's about the only player on the floor right now that saw any of the action early in the ballgame. And this freshman will probably just run the offense for the Chargers here in the final 90 seconds. To Bloom. Bloom, just a freshman, looks inside. And the ball will be stolen away. Good defense that time inside by Odell. Odell gets the steal. And right back. And now Martinson on the floor, and it's back and forth we go. A minute to go here in the final, driving the baseline. Nice effort there by the Cyclones freshman, Jacob Long. And we'll call the foul. Stop action. Ball game with Riverside in control. Riverside had a 40-24 to lead at halftime. One run by Clearwater Orchard. Basically, Randy, in the start of the third quarter, they made a nice run at them. But then some adjustments by Riverside, and they've just been able to hang on. Yeah, they cut down to, I think, six or seven. And then after that, uh, uh, Riverside was able to kind of exert themselves. They forced a couple of steals, got layups on the other end, and that was pretty much all she wrote. Shot is up and in. Seventy-one forty-six, And now they have taken the, not put the point on the board, so maybe they wiped it away. I didn't hear a whistle. I didn't think there was a lane violation. 
All minute shot up by Riverside's Jordan Slavin, no good. Clearwater Orchard will work it down the right-hand side. They try to find a cutter going through there. That's Odell. Odell will take it right back out on top. They'll reset to Long. Top of the key to Saney. Three-pointer on the way and no good for Bellantier. Bellantier, 5'11", junior, just into the action. 32 seconds. Joe Imus is getting into the front court. And I think that's probably where we're going to see the action end. I think they're probably going to hold it. Left-hand side to Bloom. Bloom being guarded there by the Cyclones freshman long. Into the corner. 18 seconds to go. Around the right-hand side on the move. This is Kyle Cornwell. Cornwell has it stolen away. Give the steal to Saney. Saney, can he go coast to coast? Lays it up off the glass just a little hard. Nice rebound inside and give the basket to the freshman Jacob Long. So Long puts it in, and that's going to end it from the basketball court here in Grand Island as Riverside takes it by the score of 71-48. to We'll take this time out. We'll come back and do a wrap on this game on the Classic Hits, 98.9 KKPR. New Tech is known as the undisputed yield leader as a result of their excellent performance in university and first trials and in your fields. While winning isn't everything at the high school level, it sure makes things a lot more interesting. To put New Tech's winning genetics to work for you, contact Terry or Jason Stark of Cutting Edge Seed and Chemicals at 750-6060. That's 750-6060. Or visit newtech at yieldleader.com. Undisputed Midwest Yield Leader. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back in the game of life. With two locations in Kearney, the Ortho Clinic at the Kearney Clinic and the Rehab Clinic at the ENT Building. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation, a very proud supporter of the area athletes in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravenna, and Wood River, Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center. New Ave Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery's post-game show certified and fellowship-trained physicians provide a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Schedule your appointment. Well, looking a look at game number two, Randy, it was a fast start for Riverside at 24-16, to 16, and then when they got the defense going, it basically just took control, and they just continued to spread out their lead. For me, it seemed like Kerwai Orger took too many outside shots, didn't work the ball inside enough. And, and again, there's a difference in, in what quality of three-pointer. It isn't necessarily a spot on the court. It's whether or not you're catching the ball in rhythm, whether or not you're squared up to it. And just so many times they try to manufacture a jump shot from three-point range instead of working the ball in or working the ball around the perimeter and being a little bit more patient offensively. But the speed of Riverside makes you speed things up a little bit, and I think that's what Clearwater Orchard ran into here. All right, let's take a look at the totals then for Shelly Maneric's squad as they come in here, and they will now be 14-8. and eight. A good effort, though, by the team, and they're led in scoring, as they have been most of the season, by the 6'8 senior Andy Kirkman. He has 15 points. I had him for nine rebounds and two steals. Also 15 points for Jagger Smith, so that's the one-two punch for the Cyclones. They were that today, but not quite enough to match Riverside as Riverside will improve on the season to 18-2. and two. So 15 for Kirkman, 15 for Jagger Smith. Zach Martin comes down with two points. Blake Hoke comes off the bench for Maneric. The freshman gets one point. Three points today for Blake Kester. He was scoreless at halftime, came through with one for two at the free throw line, a two-point basket, 
in the second half. So Kester has three. A half a dozen for Travis Kirkman. Kirkman, the other half of the Kirkman family, had six at halftime, could not score in the second half, and so he ends up with a half a dozen. He did have two rebounds. Four points today for Brendan Cleveland off the bench for the Cyclones. He was two for three at the free throw line. He had one two-point basket, so four points for Brendan Cleveland. And the final points go to Jacob Long for Clearwater Orchard as he scores two in the final going. And Clearwater Orchard ends up with 48 on the morning game. For Riverside, they win it by the score of 71-48, to 48, and they're led by their leading scorers of the season, Tanner Hudson and Noah Velasic. Unofficially, Tanner Hudson with 26, Noah Velasic with 22. Seven points today for Riley Swirzik, five for Ryan Langan, four for Jake Kennedy, and three for Ty Martinson. A lot of three-pointers outside, but when Riverside got their defense kind of clicking, and as you said, getting their feet underneath them, they shot the three ball well. They did, and, and again, once you get kind of an offensive rhythm, whether it be, you know, after you make a couple of layups, it's easier to hit a three-pointer. I don't know what it is about that, but once you get your offense going, it seems like then you have that rhythm. Now your shots from the same spot, you just seem to be a little more squared up and you shoot a much higher percentage. And you take a look at the shooting percentages for these two teams. Riverside shot the ball a whole lot better than Clearwater Orchard did. And much of it was shot selection and much of it was shooting while you were hot. And I think a lot of it today for a lot of these smaller class schools that we saw here today, we saw a couple of big players that really are probably going to play for the next level. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. Tanner Hudson. And also Andy Kirkman, our players, they're going to play at the college level. Yeah, Kirkman has already signed to play at Augustana, and, and uh, I, I'm not sure what Tanner Hudson's going to do, but there's going to be a lot of schools that would love to see him wear their jersey. Well, let's wrap it up here from the Heartland Hoops Classic in Game 2 on the Classic Hits 98.9 KKPR as Riverside wins it by the score of 71-48. to 48. Don't go away. On our sister station, ESPN, Randy, you're going to be right back with Gothenburg and Winnebago. Yeah, game we're looking forward to a lot. David Wingett is a lot of fun to watch here for Winnebago. And uh, and the Gothenburg, they've got to find a way to kind of slow him down, but they've got some other weapons with uh, with Winnebago. There's a reason Winnebago is rated number two in the state in class of C2 and in the all-class top ten uh, in the ratings. I mean, they're, they're a fun team. They were the Cinderella story last year at the state basketball tournament, and there's a lot of expectation for them to win two in a row. All right, for KKPR, the Classic hits 98-9. Let's send it back to Caleb at the station. It was Riverside, 71, Clearwater Orchard, 48. Discover new opportunities at the University of Nebraska at Kearney. Opportunities that lead to new connections and new passions. At UNK, you won't just go to class. You won't just meet people. You won't just get involved. Here, there's so much more. You'll get an experience that will impact who you are and what you will become. Around here, people know your name. It's up to you what it will be. At the University of Nebraska at Kearney, we are difference makers. Find out how you can make a difference at unk.edu. Proceeding has been a KKPR Sports Production, brought to you by the Classic Hits Sports Club. To download this podcast or any of our podcasts, go to our podcast link at kkpr.com.